I'm blessed to be here this morning, and what a blessing it is to worship together as a family. After 20 years, you become family, and you become 20 years younger. So <laughs> I'm thankful to God for this privilege of uh, just having relationship, partnerships, and really that thank you so much for your support, your prayers for all the missionaries. And I'm speaking on behalf of everyone that's here. Everyone has a unique call in their lives. And everyone has gone to different places. Some are local, some are international. But I want to remind you, when God disturbs your life, like he has done with my life, there's a good purpose in it. Some of you get shocked when God disturbs you. But when God disturbs you, it is for a good cause, a good purpose. And you don't see the good purpose when you're disturbed. Am I okay? When, when you're disturbed, you feel, oh my God, where am I? What am I doing? And you say, why me, Lord? But God says, I have a plan for you. And let me remind you, his plans are always the best plans. My life was on a journey to become a successful man, like having an American dream and climbing up that ladder of success. That was my dream and I was moving. And the Lord said, son, hold on one second. I'm going to disturb you a little bit. And he said, son, I want you to go this way, not that American way. All the world comes to America to have a dream. And I came for that purpose, Lord. And God said, not that dream, my dream. You choose which one, this dream or that dream. And now today, looking back, and I would say, oh, my God, I wish you would disturb me much earlier in my life. <laughs> it has been a great blessing, friends, to serve God. I have no words to express that when he touches your life, and you begin to engage in what he calls you to do, I tell you, please, I tell you, do it. Whatever God has called you to do, do it. This text this morning is very powerful. I'm just going to read the text again. As, as you see on the screen, the text reminds us. He says, you know, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise Heavenly Father. Let your deeds. And you know, this passage is not a new passage to us. It is from uh, the Beatitudes. And I'm sure that everyone knows the story of the Beatitudes. But I want to tell you something very powerful today. It's not just a, another Beatitudes that Lord gives to us. But I want you to remember the Pharisees and the scribes, they were coming from Moses' perspective. And, you know, they taught the people in auditoriums. They taught the people in fine places. I want you to listen to this carefully. And suddenly, Jesus comes to a place that is an unknown mountain. Where Jesus stood for the Sermon on the Mount, nobody knew the name of the mountain. It was just an ordinary mountain. Well, the Jewish rabbis... The scribes were not used to those kinds of things. They were the guys who were on Mount Zion, Mount Sinai, Mount Moriah, Mount of Olives, all those important places which signifies holiness. But Jesus comes and he just comes to an ordinary mountain. The people were ordinary people. The Bible says there were a large crowd that followed Jesus. Not just few people. But a large crowd. This was a new rabbi who didn't look like the regular rabbis in those days. He was just an ordinary guy. 
He walks on the scene, but when he opened his mouth, spoke something, something happened to the hearts of the people. Are you with me? Something happened and people said, we need to listen to him. And they keep following him. Because he took them to a place which is so common, so ordinary, nothing significant about religious ideas. Because the Jews and the Pharisees in those days, uh, they were telling people, in order to be holy, special group of people, you need to do this, you need to do this, all the rituals, all the regulations, all the prayers, all the fastings, and all the rituals, if you do it, maybe you will be okay. And people were discouraged, disheartened. But when Jesus comes on the scene on the Holy of the Mountains, this mountain is unknown mountain, and the master teacher, the Lord Jesus Christ, draws this attention. One word he says to them, and everyone's hearts were riveted to that word. What is that? The one word he said, blessed. Remember the Beatitudes? Blessed are you, blessed are you. That one word, when he, the people heard him saying blessed, they said, what? We are blessed people? I mean, we're just ordinary people. We're just common people. And Jesus is blessed. He's the rabbi of the rabbis. He's the son of the living God. And he comes to this mountain, ordinary mountain, ordinary people. He says, blessed. And you know, the word that he used, blessed, is not just like you and I say, God bless you, God. You know, the word blessed was a very powerful word. The Greeks knew what it meant. In that language, when he said that word blessed, it really meant to them, it says, you know, inner divine peace. I want you to listen. The word blessed means inner divine peace, inner divine joy, inner satisfaction. He says, inner sufficiency. They knew the word. And when people heard that, really, that's what it's all about. The Pharisees were teaching these things. If you do it, maybe you'll be blessed. And Jesus comes and he says, you're blessed. Because this word that he spoke to them, he was telling them it's all about inside. Nothing to do with outside. You know, so many people have so many toys, so many things, and there is no inner divine peace. Are you with me? You may have all the money in the world, but no peace, no joy. You may have a big home. And sometimes I wonder, I drive by some homes that are so big, so huge, and sometimes I wonder how many people live in there. Then I found out that there's only one person living in there. Things outside do not bring us inner peace. Are you with me? And the Lord is saying, you know, blessed are you. When I say blessed, you are blessed. What is this? He says, inside. It's inside of us. And what Jesus was doing in the mountain was, he was drawing that word out of them and putting a word inside of them. It's not the rituals. It is God has blessed you inside. Keep looking inside. And that's exactly what Jesus says. Then he says to them something so profound. The second word he says to them, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And people were saying, wait a minute, this is a new teaching. He says, we are blessed. Now he says, light of the world. When Jesus says, you are the light of the world, it was one of the greatest compliments for them. Because remember Jesus said in John chapter 9, I am the light of the world. Remember that? He says, I am the light of the world. Now he tells the people, he says, you are the light. People said, wait a minute. 
We're just ordinary people. Are you saying that we are the light? He says, yes, I'm giving you the highest compliment to come alongside with me, to stand with me. And that's, that was a kind of a shock to them. And that's what happens. Imagine the crowd's attention that was riveted on Jesus. And they said, this is something new to us like we never heard before. No rabbi, no scribe has told us these words. Friends, can I tell you something? Sometimes you need to speak a good word into the lives of the people. Are you with me? Oftentimes when I listen on the phone, you know, the telephone calls that you get and all this, I always try to tell them, God bless you. People need to hear that. People need to hear that. We, we, we shy away from that word. You know, some of you feel like, um, we don't want to mix religion. It's not religion, it is life. This is life, speaking life into the lives of the people. We need to speak, we need to say the word so people can hear and say, really? Nobody told me. I heard it when my grandma told me, but I haven't heard since then. My father calls me something, my mother calls me something. But you say, blessed? You say, I'm the light? Wow. And the people were just riveted to the words of Jesus. Another word that he says to them, you know, we already know the text. He says, you know, let your good deeds shine. And that's a very powerful word. You know, we just sound good deeds. I can do good things. No, this is not, that the word is very different when he says the good deeds. He tells them the good deed is a, the word that is, uh, it kind of has two meanings to that word. And I'll just go to that word, just to remind you what it really means. The good word, the good works he says is not just doing something good and walking away. In the Christian context and in the Greek word, if you look at that word, he says two things. He says the good deeds of the Christian must not only be good, they must be also attractive. In other words, he's saying when you do something good, let it be attractive, not to self, but to God. Your good works must be so good that people should glorify God. You know, a lot of us want to do good just as a token sake. He says, don't do that. That's not what I called you. You want to do something good, do so much, so much. It's an English that I'm trying to put into you. You say so much good that it should be attractive to people. And this is what you do when you send missionaries around the world in local places to do good to the lives of the people. Are you with me? This is what you're doing. And the missionaries, everyone is a missionary. Please don't think today I'm speaking only to missionaries or we are the special people. Every one of you are called to be blessed and called to be the light of the world. Amen. Every one of us. Wherever you are, God has placed you there to be the light. And he says, whatever you do, do the best. It's hard, but do it. It's difficult, but do it. So that it's so attractive that when people see your work, they will glorify God. That's the meaning of it. Let me give you a, a closer example of what it means for us as a family. When we went to serve the Lord in South Asia, my wife, uh, you know, she's drawn to the little kids and we are drawn her ministries mostly to the kids and the little children. So we picked up children that were on almost the street lives. And she brought them. We, we, we picked them up and I, I remember so well the story that these little kids uh, and the pastor's wife who took care of the children, she said to us, we watched them. They were just in the dirt playing and just watching them. And my wife just was drawn to them. 
And I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, and you know, I'm an educated guy in theology, and I got my head up, and I'm standing there. She was just drawn to those kids. And the pastor's wife said, we, I said, what do you give for lunch? She said, we give them lunch, one piece of banana, one glass of milk, and maybe some boiled eggs sometimes. And my wife was broken. And she walked away. She was just kind of a, uh, deep inside of her heart, she was weeping, crying. And I was talking, I was engaged in this conversation. I'm trying to analyze, I'm trying to see how we can do what we can do. And I walked up to her, I said, what happened, honey? She said, that's not right. The children have one meal. Let your good deeds so shine, the Lord said. And I'm thinking my way, and I said, what are you thinking? She said, that's not right, we need to do something. And I said, honey, we don't have any budget for that. Have you said that any time? We don't have budget for that, I didn't budget this. And the moment I said that, I heard in my heart, in my spirit, faster than lightning, God reminding me, these are my children too. Long story short, we picked up those kids, brought them home, and my wife even put them with her in the bed, and I was sleeping on the other side. <laughs> let your good deeds, let your good deeds be so much, the girls were so much impacted with their mother's love, and they call us mommy and daddy. And mostly they talk to her, even now they're big kids, 20 years later, even when they get, want to get married, they call her, they ask her, let your good deeds shine, let it be so attractive. It's not about money, really it's not about money, it's your heart, I want to do something good, so good that it will shine. People will look at us and say, God be glorified. That's the picture that I'm going to share with you. Now, I'll share with you some stories that connect to the picture. You see this uh, man in Afghanistan, I can say that, and Alan and his wife, they've worked in Afghanistan, they've worked in Pakistan, all those regions. But this is the time during when the, uh, when the refugees were running out of Afghanistan and coming, and so this is a refugee camp. It was very cold season this year. And we gave them some blanket to just to have them because it was cold, they were freezing. In the camps, you don't have any heaters or anything like that, they're just fr freezing. So we gave them the blankets like this, and uh, go back to the slide, please. And uh, when we gave the blankets to the gentleman, he said, you know, sir, thank you so much for the blanket that you gave us, but we're dying because there is no food in us. Immediately, our team said, you know, good we gave the blanket, but they need food. They said, sir, please give us some food. We don't have any food. Let your good deeds so shine. We went and got the bags immediately. Sometimes you have to do things immediately. Are you with me? Sometimes you have to do right away when God speaks to you. When people are hungering, they can't wait for another week for you to think, to plan, and all that stuff. You, you got to give. Our team on the ground immediately put their hands in their own pockets and just brought the food and gave it to this man. And he was so thankful. Like that, we gave to the camp of people that food. Let your good deeds, let your good deeds. Can you imagine what they were thinking? When we gave the food in the COVID season, most of the people, when we gave the food, you know what they said? They did not say, thank you, sir. Thank you uh, to the ministry. You know what the first thing they said? We know God has answered our prayers. We thank God. I said, those are the most beautiful words we could hear. They didn't thank us. Immediately they said, we thank God because he sent food through you. We're just like the, if you use the word postman, postwoman, whatever you use in your language, we're just taking things and giving it to people. The giver is always God. The giver is always God. God is using you. I hope and pray that you will say, God, use me. 
What is my call? What is my role? Let your light shine. Let your good deeds shine. So that all the people can look and say, thank God, thank God, thank God. The next picture, this lady who was walking because of persecution, all her family, all her family was killed, killed because they were Christians. All her family died because they followed the Lord Jesus Christ. And she was running for her life. Six days she walked. Third day, her food was finished. And you know, what little food can you carry? That's done. And she started weeping and crying. He says, God, how, how can I make it another three days journey to reach the end? And the Lord impressed on her heart, keep walking, honey. Keep walking. In this hunger, keep walking. Keep walking. There will be two angels waiting for you. And she believed in that word that Lord spoke in her heart. And she started walking. She barely made it. As soon as she made it to the end of her journey, came to the camp. Our teams were waiting. Two people exactly were waiting with the food bag. And she took the food, took the blanket, and thanked God. Are you with me? Let your good deeds, let your good deeds, let your light shine. Let your good deeds. So that when they receive this, they will thank God. Another word for good deeds is whenever you do something good, always remember the glory must go to the Father. So many times we like our names to be told. We, we, we like our names. As a pastor, I struggled. I don't know how it happens to Dwight, but just before I'm coming up to preach, pastor, don't forget it's my mother's birthday. <laughs> pastor, don't forget to announce my brother so-and-so. Hey, I got a sermon to preach. That's weighing me down. I can't make your announcements for you now. Hold on. Are you with me? Don't forget to announce this. Don't forget to announce this. It's not about you. It's about him. What I do, I must do the best. So he is lifted up. Next picture, you will see the little children. And these little kids are to the left, to your right and to my left. The little kids are working eight to 10 hours. More than that, this guy is just taking that you know, grass and he feeds the animals. And like that, the little kids were working. We went in that region and we told this family, all the families we got together and said, you know, if you allow us, give us your children for a few years, we can teach them something, send them to school. They don't know what is school. And the parents had to think a lot. They were okay with that. Little kids like that have no life. All they know is labor from the time they were born. All they see is work, work, work. But by God's grace, because of your prayers, because you gave something, make it happen. We took 63 children and brought them to the school. You can see the, uh, in the slide that all those kids who were working in the fields are now inside learning the school. Amen? 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 How would you like your grandchild to be there working like that? Would you let it happen? How would you like your children to carry and work eight days like a labor? Nobody would like that. That's why God, through you, because of you, you commission, you bless, you send people to go and make a difference in this world. All the missionaries, wherever they are serving, they are being the light. They're doing the good deeds so the people can glorify Heavenly Father. That's the message. That's the idea for us. And I pray this morning as you think, you know, Peter, I can't go there. I can't go here. I cannot travel that far, but you can give whatever you can to say, God may be glorified through this gift. Please don't give because you're, you're forced or you feel it's another time to give, 
but give because you say, may this bring glory to Heavenly Father. Are you with me? Because what you have belongs to Him. Please, please, please have this idea. Whatever you have, you're just a steward on this earth. And you say, Lord, how can I bless where I can't go? How can I bless those people that are serving you in the places, in the regions that I may not be able to go? Lord, what a privilege it is. I want to give. When you give, give it so that God is being glorified. May God bless you. Thank you.